You're listening to the 12-2 Leadership Podcast. 12 minutes, two takeaways, empowering you to pursue excellence in all you do. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me on 12-2 today. Today we're going to talk about something a little bit different than normal, and this is clearer written communication, um, clarifying your written communication. And the reason for this is our world has always revolved around the written word in some way since the dawn of time. Since words were invented, since writing was invented, writing your thoughts down and giving it to people to communicate has been how our world works. So today we're going to talk about how to clarify your written communication or improve your written communication when you're feeling a little bit stuck. So this is for those emails where you don't exactly know what you want to say or how you want to say it, or you, you aren't, you aren't sure how to approach the subject, whether it's positive or something that might be seen as negative, just feeling a little bit in the weeds with your written communication. So the first thing to do when you're in this spot is to figure out if you're an overwriter or an underwriter. This has nothing to do with radio, for the record. This is a different form of underwriting. Um, it may be dependent on the situation, how you approach your writing style. It may be dependent on how you feel about the person you're writing to, or how you feel that day, your mood. So here's a couple examples to help you figure out, do I tend to overwrite more or underwrite more? This is overwriting. Please kindly let me know if perhaps you could spare a minute to be able to do me a small favor and return my textbook. And this is underwriting. I need my book back, leave it on my desk. Now, we, we would tend to judge both of those things probably, but there's nothing inherently wrong with either of them as a first approach to what you're trying to say. If you're stuck, put the words on the page, you know, overwrite it, underwrite it, just, just start with something. So with those emails where you're not sure how to approach it, you, you have no limit on the number of drafts you can write until you hit send. As long as you have not hit send yet, you can write it as many times and rewrite it as many times and revise it as many times as you want. You can start with, I need my book back and move to, please kindly let me know if you, perhaps you could spare a minute to be able to do me a small favor and return my book. And then you can pare it down to somewhere in the middle. There, there's no rule about your approach to this. Although sometimes we get wrapped up in our own anxieties or our perfectionism and we cripple our communication style or our efficiency. So we revise it too many times and it just sounds wrong. Or we uh, get stuck trying to fix one single word that's just not quite right. So these two tips I have for you today, because it's 12 to 12 minutes, two takeaways. Um, these will help you get it down and get it sent without feeling quite as stuck as you might normally. So tip number one, you're gonna get clear on your core message. Here's the thing, if you're an underwriter, you probably already have your core message on the page. If your core message is, return my book, I need my book back, here's where you should put it, 
then you're already clear. But if you've written, please kindly let me know if perhaps you could spare a minute to be able to do me a small favor and return my textbook. It's gotten a little muddy at that point. If you received a message like that, you would know, oh, this person wants their book back. But you might not know how they feel about you, how they feel about the book, any of these things. They, by sending a message with all of that fluff around it, they have lost the core. Is the core, I feel awkward around you, but I really need this thing. Or is the core, hey, we're friends. Can I have my book? You know, and that is something that you have to decide. If you are an underwriter, you may have already decided it already. So if you are feeling stuck, you can get past this by just writing the exact thing you're trying to communicate. I have an example for you that some of you will get, some of you will not. Dear Liam, you're fired. We brought back Henry. Love, Kate. It's a clear core message. <laughs> it's also a pop culture reference. Um, if anybody watches The Witcher, which I actually don't. Um, so if you're an overwriter, you may already have the core content down. You know, please return my textbook is already on the page. So just take that moment and highlight your message or write down just what you're trying to say on a separate piece of paper so you can see like how much of this is extra how much of what i'm trying to say is just overwhelming kindly let me know if perhaps you could spare a minute to be able to do me a small favor and all unnecessary or somewhat unnecessary depending on the tone you're trying to hit so now that you've exposed the core of what you're trying to say, it's time to look at your setting, which is all those extra words. If you're an underwriter, you probably have no setting. And that might be part of why you're feeling stuck because it maybe feels cold or hard or harsh or unapproachable or any number of things, not positive. If you're an overwriter, it probably feels apologetic or it feels condescending or conciliatory you know, opposite ends of the spectrum, but neither of them really feels good when you receive that email or you send that email. So your message itself, if you look at that as a cut gem, some kind of diamond or emerald, the words you use to finish your message could be seen as the setting that makes this gem wearable. So do you want to make it a simple thing where the message itself is the focus? Perhaps, hello friend, haven't talked to you in a while. I really need my book back. I was wondering if you could leave it on my desk. Simple, straightforward, casual tone, easygoing. Or maybe you want to dazzle someone. You know, hello friend, I haven't seen you in a long time. I hope that you have been well and that your family is well. I am writing a treatise on written communication and realize that you have a book that I need very much for this project. Would you be able to return this to me by such and such date and time? Thank you, your friend. So that could be a dazzling message or is it meant to be more somber or more celebratory? Hello friend, I hope you have been well. I have realized that you are in possession of my book. 
the art of not. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say a book title that I should not say on here. Atomic Habits. You are in possession of my book, Atomic Habits. This was a gift from my mother who has recently passed away and it would mean a lot to me if you could return it. Somber message. I could go on and on. You don't need me to. So in this setting, in this context of the words that carry your message, you have to be aware of your writing tendencies. It's easy to kill your own tone or effectiveness with the setting. If you tend to be more of a dazzling writer, you can mess yourself up by writing a dazzling message to a person you don't really have that relationship with. Or in that example that I gave a moment ago, you could sound like a braggart for talking about your treatise to your friend who hasn't even gone to college. Who knows? I don't have time today to go through all of the different types of words and approaches that will change your tone. There were some examples there, but we do tend to be a little tone blind to our own writing. So here's tip number two for you. When you've written a message that may or may not be sensitive, you know, maybe it is about returning a book, that's not a big deal, but maybe you're feeling stuck on it anyway. So when you have one of those messages where you're feeling a little stuck or a little uncertain of what you've written, read it to yourself as if someone else had sent it to you. And you get bonus points if you pretend that the sender, you know, is a certain person who you have a similar relationship with as the person you're sending the message to. You know, maybe you're sending it to your direct report. So you could picture as your boss or you're sending it to a friend of yours. So you could picture if that friend sent the same message to you. When we create this distance from ourselves and this closeness to receiving the message, um, our own tonal missteps, our, our messed up setting will probably jump out at us more. So I find that for me, I'm an overwriter. I usually dump a bunch of words on the page. And then when I read it back, a lot of times I have to delete something, just completely get rid of whole sentences. They don't add or they aren't necessary or they actually take away from what I'm trying to say. Uh, maybe it's overly explanatory or it weakens my posture in the context. Less words for me is often better. I've seen the opposite. I, I work with people who are very to the point and they, they don't struggle with that same thing. So you have to know your tendency so that you can write clearly and get clear on your core message so that the recipient of what you are saying will receive it in the way that you want them to receive it or in a way closer to how you want them to receive it because we do not have control over how people receive what we say. I appreciate you spending time with me today and I hope that you got something out of this, whether it's a big thing or a small thing, a new approach to writing or a new tip to help you up-level your writing game. We all do it on a regular, probably daily basis. So have a great day, have a great week and pursue excellence.